You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. in charge Dakota when we get to the main portion of the show yeah uh oh god we're recording okay well let's well, how do we do this let's see it's been a while we're, we're practicing back in the studio welcome to the boss harvard podcast this is episode number 300 <laughs> we're coughing instantly episode 331 of the center's podcast jeremiah morrill joined by let's, i'm taking attendance here uh, executive video producer, audio engineer, Zach Bertram is marked present. Um, Jeremiah is here. Yes. So that's my fourth appearance of the year. Is that right? Fourth? Fifth. Uh, fifth? Fifth. Fifth? No. It's gotta it's be January. Fifth. This is like our fourth show of the year. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, uh, Mark Brim, uh, is not here. Mark, Mark Fultz, not yeah. here. Mark's been here one time this year. So he's going once on the calendar. Uh, and Dakota, we're going to mark you down. This is your third time. My third. Your third. Uh, and then we're going to put Zach up at the top here on the whiteboard. Uh, Zach, you've made three as well. So we have the official scoreboard uh, <laughs> up here on the board on the front. Here. All right. I want to say that I was uninvited from last week's show, and it was done at a time I couldn't make it. But <laughs> but I do like to, I'm with Dakota, though. It feels like we're five weeks into January. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. January is the longest month of the year. Yep. My family has five birthdays, including myself. In the month of January. Oh, yes. You are just every week. You are seasonal There's spawners something. in the uh, the Davis family. That's not the Davis family. I'm the only one in the Davis family with the January birthday. <laughs> they the they selected you. They selected you to bring <laughs> you in. Uh, what are we doing today, Dakota? Today's episode features the three of us, and we're going to be talking. This is kind of a an old school version of the show where we're going to be talking about more serious issues for some reason. It's going to be political leaning. I gave you all of these show ideas. Hey, like, I, Screw you. We're talking politics. I planned it. That's right. Well, because I thought, you know, usually we do a show that where we cover some things that we are paying attention to in the state house and we haven't even talked about it as a group this year, which is kind of crazy for us. So I did some digging today and, uh, Went through, looked at, um, I do subscribe to the Capitol Chronicle and they've been covering a bunch of stories and I've been neglecting them. So we're going to be talking about those stories that I neglected. Um, and also water mains in Newcastle, but in the state house, we're going to be talking about community health response teams, which would be like a non-emergency response unit, which I think is something interesting to talk about. Um, paid school chaplains in public schools in the state of Indiana, property tax things going on with child care, and then Hoosier Happy Hour, which is a, a very interesting bill that has a close-to-home connection. So make sure you stick around if you want to hear what that's all about. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you, other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, if you happen to be a part, part of our patron, Patreon, uh, 
you'll understand what all the white boxes are on the table and why we keep eating. That's right. Patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. That's where you go to support the show every month um, on the monetary basis. Um, we're a little short, guys. We're a little short of what we do monthly. I mean, we gotta we sell some sponsorships here and there, and that's what keeps us afloat. And uh, that's how we pay the bills in the studio. It's primarily through Patreon. We don't do ad reads throughout the normal show season here. Um, and we like to kind of keep it that way. We don't want to interrupt our conversations that we're having with candidates, with business owners, and try to do a commercial in the middle of that. And we know that you appreciate that. We appreciate you guys supporting us in that endeavor too. If you sign up at Patreon at any level, you get access to show notes before the show starts. You can follow along. Um, shows like this, that is very valuable because we're going to be talking about Senate bills and House bills that have been filed. And I have links to all of the CapitalChronicle.com's um, links where they break down all those bills and their articles. So it's very valuable information. You get that before the show starts and you can follow along and read exactly what we are reading. Then you get access to the Facebook group where we do another live stream. It's a 20 to 30 minute episode where we do every week. And if we try any interesting food items or Jeremiah brings something in, we've drank pickle whiskey, we've done crazy stuff. That's where we do that at. And uh, patreon.com. Jeremiah weed. Yep. That was awful. We've tried all kinds of different awful things and spicy things. And patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. That's where you can go to see all of that stuff. If you get it, oh, Jeremiah, you want to do this part or should I? You got it. Okay. If you sign up at $50, I just feel like I've been talking a lot. No, you're doing great. This if, is your show. I'm just here to watch. If you sign up at $50 or more a month, then you get a shout out at the front of every episode. And those folks are Miss Christy Avery from Fort Wayne, Indiana, our favorite Norwex dealer, Mr. Jonathan Phillips, who, by the way, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, is now running for Henry County Council at large. I'm sure that he could use some support. Uh, we did support him during his Newcastle City Council run. Excited to see him staying involved in the community. And then Mr. Anthony Meyer, who has, what's his tr- trucking company's name? He's a different breed. A different breed char- trucking company. So um, he's doing his best to just uh, keep America running, man. It's, there's a lot of chaos right now, and it's people like Anthony Meyer that keep us afloat. So thank you to all three of those individuals. We appreciate you very, very much. And we'd love to add to that number. Yes. We would love to, we would love to add to that list. Uh, those three have been absolutely spectacular for, uh, for being a part of it uh, for so long, but we'd love to add. They've been, around, they've been doing it for so long. It makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we, if, if it wasn't for them, we would have pipes bursting around here when it's negative seven yeah. degrees outside. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, John already has jumped onto it. I saw him on Facebook trying to solve the problems of the uh, of the county. Uh, the uh, apparently the Memorial Park Board has got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget cut that they're expecting, and um, they are. Uh, Did you say a hundred and fifty? About one hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, oh. they need to move some money around, and that's crazy. Th- things are things are unknown. So they've had some retirements and some some things moving around, and they don't uh, they don't know. That's reporting from the Courier Times. So I encourage folks to get themselves a Courier Times subscription. Go check it out. Uh, we do need to read it into the record that uh, it was about 46 degrees today. Uh, allegedly, 46 years ago, right now, uh, was the uh, the blizzard of 1978. 
Mm. I don't know if you've heard about this. I've not um, heard. But there was a there was a major blizzard in 1978. Um, we we checked the textbooks and talked to the those the few survivors that are left uh, from the era, and uh, I'm told it was quite bad. Hmm. I bet it wasn't that bad. I'd love for someone to try to correct me on that. I've never heard about it in my entire life, so it can't be that awful. I mean, my Fitbit, uh, my my memory uh, last week was that I spent uh, two and a half hours shoveling. My my memory on Facebook about a, a year ago this week, uh, yeah. I spent uh, yeah. two hours shoveling my driveway. So I, I feel the pain. I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm sure just, it's, I'm sure it's about, about the same. Yeah. You know, we did have record-breaking low pressure in the wintertime here just a couple It was weeks worse ago. than anything we've ever recorded. So. Just just two weeks ago, uh, and then after that, the world froze. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that it's thought, it's thought again. Now we're in this god awful frost. We we do a lot of weather talk on really Vosso. really. Was, people, last week was weather talk on the frozen lake. Really, people who remember the blizzard of seventy eight, they had it easy versus what yeah, we've experienced. Now, now in they're the just collecting social security checks. And you're welcome. Versus way, what we have experienced in the winter time, that is way easier than anything we've had. I mean, could you imagine how nice it'd be if it just everything was just frozen in the winter time? Because now what's happened is that mm-hmm. it was uh, now it's mud season. Now it's mud, and my dogs, by the way, know it, and they are talented mud jerks. Uh, my lab is about ready to outgrow the bait, the bottle, the 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 doggy door. It is. We are right at the limit. Nash can't <laughs> grow anymore, or else he's gonna have to decide if he's living inside or outside. Uh, but that's aside. The the ground was completely frozen. The air the air is now like fifty five degrees, and the ground is like thirty three. So it's just like it looks like Alaska outside. There's just hundred percent humidity. It's kind of raining. I can't tell. Maybe the ground is spitting stuff up. And then as this hap this is happening over and over, uh, all of the earth moves. We have little mini earthquakes, and it just takes our water lines and just shatters them. This is this we, has been our existence. Yeah, we've been in a cloud since Tuesday. Just like on the ground in a cloud. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I told my three-year-old. Yeah, I was in. in I was at the. I was at uh, Dawson's on Main in Speedway, Indiana, yesterday, uh, and I, it reminds me of May when we live in May. It, we live there in May, Zach, because it's just a final approach for the airport or planes coming in and out of the airport, uh, and you could just hear them going, but you couldn't see a damn thing. It's just just the sound of planes and just pure pure fog. Bill Lowry says this is even worth his time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's funny. Bill, you're a you Bill, you don't count because you would you would have lived in the country. Uh you actually are a survivor. But if you lived within city limits in Newcastle during the blizzard of 1978, <laughs> I don't I don't Honestly, I, I would know. I would love to see something like that happen again in my lifetime. You'd just have an e-learning day and you'd have to go to work. Just once, you'd just I would have. You'd have yeah. a you'd have yeah. a combat snowmobile. I'd have to four go, letter. I'd have in. to go to work if I wasn't remote. I'd have to go to work because Marion County does never declare it. They declare one snow emergency in the seventeen years I've been a state employee. I mean, but just something like that where we get yeah. feet of snow that I would love to you, see. What's it amazing just was once. it wasn't actually that much snow. I think I saw because they were t- even talking about it on the news. It's like two inches, right? No, it was, well, it was fifteen, fifteen and a half inches. But apparently the wind was nasty. It's the blowing and drifting. It's always the blowing and drifting. Yeah, it's it's blowing and drifting. See, I feel like we've gotten a foot of snow before in my lifetime. I bet we've gotten some 8 to 12. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I've obviously got a terrible memory. It's been years, though. Yeah. But 
but just once though. I I'm still saying I would love to have I like, like a, once a like year. I like to get a good... eighteen or twenty inch snowfall just for fun. It would be yeah. fun if everybody stayed off of the roads and didn't hit a pole. It would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. Is I, oh, I don't trust people with anything. I was literally driving home today between the my my day job in Muncie and getting home so I could eat dinner, print the show notes out real quick, and get back up here. I turn left off of State Road Three onto Riley Road, uh, and there I, I'm. I've got the turn made. I'm good to go. And then out of the cloud appears a gray Japanese import without headlights on, and I got through. The car behind me had to clear it by six inches because he followed right behind me. And it was just like all of a sudden yeah. there's a car. Yeah, we kept the I ran with the cross country team today and we stayed around the around the Baker Park because he didn't really want to Jeff didn't want to run us into the kids into town because I was like, our kids won't see the car coming. The car won't see the kids coming. Mm-hmm. And the kids will even when the car's visible, they'll like just run. There are multiple people that posted today about please turn your headlights on. Yeah, it's insane. You put Cade did. Cade posted about please. I was like, man, come on, people. It's real. I had. I bet. I, I bet they're like my headlights are automatic, and I don't need to turn them on. They're not. Yeah, <laughs> they're not in that. There's, I, people not having their headlights on is actually like a bigger problem. I feel like it's ever been because I think a lot of dashes light up, and people are like, well, my dashes lit up. I can see, and they just don't care. Yeah, yeah. If you drive a 15 year old car that doesn't truly have daytime running lamps, but your dash is fancy. You're the problem. Speaking about roads and transportation, with the latest water main break, they lost 2 million gallons of water in six hours. Uh, you're, you, in you, downtown Newcastle. You have a Main well, Street. do you not? I do. So you're not. I know Spiceland gets water from Newcastle. Uh, Zach and I are both on Newcastle City Water. Yeah. Um, I woke up at some point in the night. Uh, I guess this was mon- Sunday night into Monday morning. Uh, so like three or four in the morning, I saw him in a scanners group. I'm like, ah, big water main break. We don't know. I'm like, oh, great. So I wake up on Monday morning and I go to shower and I'm like, I kind of got a shower. It was low pressure. It was noticeably different, but it was not. It wasn't yeah. great. I was concerned because I have busted a line in my house before. I have a kitchen over a crawl space with a sink at the far end. And my mother texts me like the day before. She's like, this is, this is a dangerous time for pipes. And then I get up on Monday morning and I was like, yeah, I was, I had not seen anything on line about it. Cause I hadn't been on my phone or anything, but I noticed that my water pressure was not good. In my house, I was like listing for water running in like the crawl space. And like, I can't, there's stuff to me by the way. And then I was on my way to work and I got a text from the school same. We're on to our delay. There's a water main break. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> thank the Lord. It's not in my house, but it, it had to be simple. I live a mile away from that water main break. I mean, this is and, probably the second worst one that I've noticed where, you know, we had one a couple years ago where it drained all of the water yeah, towers. Because that one was also, that one was feet from the building where they it comes from. From the main right. office. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was, by the way, it was on Main Street in Newcastle again. Uh, right on the, it's like my north south road. So coming to the studio, I could not drive, or at least the road close signs are there. I could not get to yeah, the studio. You could get there with the road close. Yeah, there's yeah. still some piles of dirt. Like they haven't really finished up the street cuts. And, and if you drive through town, man, it's like that all over. Well, the and place. if you, I'll tell you what, I would try to drive through there today. Um, and I had to, so I turned right and went on the neighborhood to the west of there. And there were like two or three more subsequent water main breaks as they were fixing that one. Wow. That day. 
Well, so, that on Tuesday they said that the Courier Times reported that it was the twelfth break in nine days. Greg Phipps needs a break himself, oh, and and his and his, and his crew, his crew. They have they had they're still. I mean, the city's still dealing with the ramifications of that one that was on, which was a quarter mile away, a massive one. That they I don't know if they ever released a gallon count, but that one. It, their people's houses, which might be total. Like, well, I was talking to somebody. He's like, yeah, I was in a house and I asked the guy, do you water in your house? He's like, no, but part of my foundation shifted like inches. Like his house moved because of the amount of water on that one. And, but they get it, this year was the same as last couple Christmas Eve, Christmas day, New Year's Eve, New Year's day, Thanksgiving, they get all the major holidays. That they're supposed to get off. There's like three water main breaks, all those. So yeah, they've worked a bunch. And this was something that, I mean, we heard a lot about it whenever we were interviewing candidates for the city elections, people talking about, um, we really need to start paying attention to our infrastructure that you can't see. And I mean, it's, it's like constant. I'm just constantly seeing on Newcastle scanners or yeah. from you guys in a group chat. Oh, there, look, there's another water main break. It's like, God damn. It was like the perfect storm of like, I have a, I have 18,000 gallons of water in the backyard, but it was frozen. Like it was, it's, the pool's closed and there's no way to just go get a bucket of water. I was like, man, I needed, I, I, I should have filled the bathtub. I guess when I figured it out, I should have filled the bathtub because you can always flush a toilet. This is a pro tip here. You can always flush a toilet. Yeah. Toilets actually yeah. don't flush based on water pressure. They, the, it's just, a weird vac. I think it's a weird like vacuum the way that the yeah. pipes are designed. You just yeah. you just have to have enough water in the bowl that it's a it volume pushes, of that water it, that thing. It, yeah. it creates a siphon and it pulls it through. Yep. Uh, so if you fill that toilet bowl enough, it will leave. Just know that whatever's in there, it will leave. So you just need to have more water. Uh, so a full bathtub when when this is happening or you know storms are coming, you can you can survive with it unless you live in white estates and you have a grinder pump and then you've got like two hundred gallons of capacity and then nothing's leaving. Yeah. Then and then it's all staying. You the, that's the first the time same in my house. That's the first time I really recall people not having water for a period of time. And you know, I think there was they, that big break we had that was like a, a couple like a year a couple years ago that drained the water towers. They asked people to not use waters because the water towers needed to be refilled. Which is a I think the only time I'd ever heard that before was during a fire. The fire department drained a water tower. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of those things that I think like, well, can they get ahead of it somehow? And I don't know if there's a way they can. We're in old town, old infrastructure. And if people, and some people said, well, you just, just start replacing them. Think about the logistics of replacing every water line that runs to every house in Newcastle. And you have to dig up every street that they're under. And I was like, I don't know how you do it. So I'm not sure what they do about it. Yeah. It's, I know that what the campground that we camp at, um, my dad was, on a, one of the boards down there that runs the place and they had looked into replacing the water infrastructure that runs through the campground and it was just over a million dollars for, for a camp, for a campground. So for an entire city of 20,000 people, it, it would, yeah. it, it's astronomical. The amount that it would cost would be insane. Plus you have to think about how much it's going to cost to repave all the roads when it's done. Do you have to fix it Factoring all. all of that in is, it's it's more than what the city could pay for by themselves. You can't just go, well, the city can pay for it. This is a place where there's an opportunity for some innovation in the world. 
if someone can find a cost-effective way to replace water lines, horizontal boring, whatever it is, right? Um, abandon the old lines. Tie. The problem is, is you got to tie everybody in, right? Flint, Michigan just went through this with all their connections they had and their old lines. Um, you've got to find a cost-effective way to change this stuff out. Was there a problem in Flint with their water? No, there was no problem with their water until they changed it. <laughs> they oh, changed. Okay. They had they had a nice safe film over everything and then they saved a buck by changing their water vendor uh and then the the water vendor that that caused some corrosion and the uh the, the protective film that then let all the lead fittings kill everybody well, the, i know that there's i don't know if it's it's like uh i don't know you've called food safe or whatever or fit for consumption there's a system that you can like re- reline existing pipes like you run in it's just like a plastic that goes in oh, yeah, soft and that. then you hit it with something and a resin, it, a yeah. resin and it hardens. I'm not sure if that would work, but yeah, it, but you do, a lot like, of people do that for sanitary lines. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if that's something that's rated for, and even then it would still be, your I'm supply lines then, are a lot smaller diameter. I'm assuming still then you have to shut people's water off, like flush that through and then flush it again to make sure that you gotta get it done and then clear the lines for people to be able to then consume the water again. But so that's still, yeah, it's a, it sounds like a nightmare. This is uh, this is going to dovetail nicely into where the, the rest of the show is going to go with the uh, the state house ideas and state house issues. Uh, Okra exists, and I know they help out with a lot of rural uh, wastewater issues. That was the, the whole reason it was started, right? The, the freshwater side, uh, I think there's there's going to be some massive. This Newcastle's not alone uh, in this, in, in the age of our town and what's happening in the, in this community with these water line breaks, but it's the same thing that causes your potholes, right? It's the, the freeze yeah. and thaw cycle. And between now and about the end of March, this is, this is going to be our existence. You're going to get, you're going to be warm and it's going to be fine. We're going to be in the fifties for the next two to three weeks. And then we're going to take another dive and then we're going to freeze for a week and then we're going to come back up again. And it's just going to be terrible. Yep. That's absolutely right. All right, Dakota, this is your program show. I'm handing you the baton. It is not. Lead the way. I'm so excited. All right. You want to pull up your show notes on your laptop? That would be great. Pulling up some articles for us. PowerPoint presentation? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just going to help out. Redirecting. Um, Enhance. One thing that I thought was interesting, that this was a headline that I saw... um, from the, this website is really great. I really enjoy the Indiana Cra- Capital Capital, the Indiana Capital Chronicle dot com. They cover basically all year round. They're covering uh, politics, everything that's going on in the state house, um, in a very very neutral and unbiased manner, and it's very professionally put together. Everything is very easy to read. Um, it's a little different. You know, we have indie, indie politics that covers a lot of things that's going on in Indianapolis. Good old Abdul Hakim Shabazz. And a lot of times you will see a headline on indie politics and you'll be like, oh, that's interesting. I want to read what that's about. But it's just a link to a radio show segment, right? And it, it, you're not, you oh, don't, what do you have against audio. You don't always have time to just sit there and listen to a radio show segment. You just want to read the dang article that you clicked on the headline for. Dakota was born as a 73 year old man. So I just, I just want to read, read a newspaper and have it come off. The, the, I want it. I want the ink print to, to stay if in my I'm, hands. If I'm sitting there eating and I'm looking at my phone, I don't want to have to listen to the radio whenever I thought that I was going to be reading something. 
You don't carry around that's shitty earbuds like I do, do you? No. Because I'm a normal person. Zach, you carry earbuds? You carry earbuds in no, your I don't, pocket actually. all day? No, you carry I just, them? No, no, I, I have them. Uh, these, these, this, this is not a commercial. Stand up. Just stand up. I have buds like that. Stand up. Let me see your pants. Stand up. Turn. Lift your shirt up. No, to the front. Wait. Come back the other way. Turn. Slide this in that little pocket right there. In your in your old school po- watch pocket. Those fit in there perfectly. Now shove them down a little further. Now we we maybe wear different size pants. It's possible that my pants are larger than yours, but they slide in mine just fine. I feel like I, you that don't would even be, feel it. I feel like that would be constricting to my pocket to get my phone in and out. That's of. an everyday carry item right there. In a set of American. But why? Eagles, why would you need them? Because I because I, maybe I need to click on an Abdul Hakim Shabazz thing and listen to it. <laughs> so I throw up throw up throw an earbud in and I fair two, enough two things at once. But anyway. The Indiana Capital Chronicle.com is very, very good for covering things that are happening in the state house. They had this uh, article that I saw about community health response teams. And this is relating to a Senate bill, Senate bill number 10. And it's actually, they're talking about two different Senate bills, but Senate bill number 10 is by a Republican named Scott Baldwin. He represents Noblesville. And he is creating a grant program that can establish um, another type of response team in communities that can fulfill non-emergency calls. That instead of a first responder, your fire department, EMS, or your sheriff's department responding to. So mental health, addiction, homelessness, elder care, um, somebody that needs an emergency, needs an emer- a, a routine transport to the hospital. That so, sort of thing. Stuff like that. Stuff like, uh, I mean, this was a big topic in Henry County recently. We had John Sproles on about it, talking about non-emergency calls that they get to other parts of the community. and. Um, this would create a grant program to where they can start funding that. And then there is another Senate bill that deals with the long-term funding of setting up those departments across the state of Indiana. And I think that this mainly deals, the way that I understood it in the article, it mainly dealt with more rural communities. His problem was with um, what he called deserts. So, places where they didn't have enough taxpayer revenue to where they could fund this on their own and communities would apply for it just like every other grant and then be awarded it. And then the other Senate bill would deal with the long-term funding. The question that I had was what happens if Senate bill number 10 passes, but the Senate bill that deals with the long-term funding because a Senate bill, the Senate cannot make financial decisions in the state of Indiana Long term, right. it has to come through. Well, it has to go through the house. So I'm confused on how that's working anyway. Well, if if these two, if they, if both bodies accept it, then then but you. What happens when Senate Bill 10 passes to establish them, but the other bill that establishes the long term funding doesn't pass? Yeah, that's the and that's the problem is who who's going to pay for it, right? Um, it makes sense, and you know this was a giant discussion in 2020 when people were talking about if someone's having a mental health crisis, we want a mental health professional showing up, or we need to be training police in matters of mental health and how to handle it. So uh, there were there not, were discussions not, like that. Not to be uh, Debbie Downer on this one, but the state discovered in December they've got a billion dollar problem 
with their budget from last year anyway, where they're c- trying to cut services uh, for a number of folks because of the, the they misinterpreted some uh, some federal Medicare funding. Uh, so I, uh, maybe a great idea and very much needed, but I, I'd be surprised if this actually goes anywhere this cycle. Right. But it, it, but they're doing I, important work at this point on it. One of the, one of the things that surprised me that almost the most whenever I was reading that article was it being presented by a Republican. I didn't expect that, that one at all. Um, yeah. And honestly, it was so there's, there's some links there. Scott Baldwin is the, the senator for Noblesville. Uh, Noblesville's mayor is Prince Jensen, who is a, um, I think he's been a part of the Holcomb administration. So there's a lot of ties to the governor's office in that. And it sounds like a very uh, fourth year of his second term Eric Holcomb idea. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure it's going anywhere. Mike, uh, Senator Mike Kreider is mentioned in this article as well because he, he's a member of the committee that this was presented in. And uh, they they were going to be hearing it in the committee. It was allowed to go to committee. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I and look, mental health. It's everybody talks about it, and somebody's actually trying to tackle a portion of it, which is which is important. I'm skeptical that anybody's actually going to do anything about it in this cycle, but I, I, I hope we continue to work our way down the line. All right, it's being talked about, and then once again, another way that they are talking about it um, is there were a couple of different bills that were proposed dealing with religion in Indiana schools. And um, one of those bills was a bill that would increase the amount of time that students can go to religious instruction institutions or events and take days off of school for those. Uh, that is currently allowed already, and the the United States Supreme Court has already given its blessing on students doing that. If you didn't know, um, if you're church is doing something and your kid is in school that day, then they can be excused from school to go to a church function. So that's just, so you know, the churches should have had an emergency function on the learning day and then the kids would have gotten out. Right. Check Patreon. Right. If you want to know the backstory All of COVID. So it says school. Um, what's, what's that second word Dakota? I want to see how you pronounce this reading from, from uh, right there on highway 40. What is, what is the word? Chaplains. Oh, he got it. He got what did you think I would say? Chaplains, chaplains, chaplains school mm. chaplains. No, he's he's an idiot. I know chaplains. Son of a gun. He's a college boy. Uh, so then there's another bill, which is Senate Bill Number Fifty, and this would allow schools to pay public schools to pay chaplains to hire chaplains to work in the school, um, in conjunction with the school. Uh, counselor's office, the guidance counselor's office. So we tried to have a county chaplain, or they attempted to do that a couple a year or two ago, didn't they? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I they remember had somebody soliciting me. their services for such a position. They're very expensive. All right, continue, Dakota. Uh, anyway, I don't really necessarily see this going anywhere. Maybe the the first one, the House bill that allows more time for students to be off. I you know, fine. That's whatever. I I can't see. I think uh, I'm, first of all, I can't see a school district hiring a chaplain. There's already a bunch of chaplains that are working in schools on a voluntary basis. Yeah, I was gonna say I would think that the the more appropriate 
way to do it, and I, I wouldn't think this would be that hard, is to get like a network of local religious people that are okay with volunteering their time to come in and have a rotation where they're like, they're coming in as needed. Like they're kind of on call. Right. Um, and the, the problem would be equal representation yeah. in the school district with the chaplain. If you hire a Baptist preacher as your chaplain, then that is unfair to any Jewish students that you may have that are also speaking, seeking spiritual guidance during the school day or Muslim students. It would be very unfair to those kids. So then you would say, Oh, if you hire that guy, then you've got to hire this or then it's, is there going to be legislation saying you have to hire a Unitarian chaplain only, you know, that can, effectively meet the spiritual needs of all religions in your school Why, district. What are any chaplains, not counselors? You have school counselors, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you have, and, and if something happens or there's, a, or, you know, they bring if there's grief, a student death, they yeah, bring, they bring in, in like grief, grief counselors. counselors and and I, yeah, I think it's a lot easier. It makes more sense to have people on call. You may have a situation where a student has a specific thing going on and they're allowed to call their own if they have a religious person that they want to when bring I really in, think yeah. you can. I think that yeah, if think something happened and you said, I need to, my kid has to take the next couple of days off because they're going to be meeting with our pastor because of the events that happen, because of the, how the law is already structured with being allowed time off for religious instruction, that is totally fine. And you are well within your rights to do that and your kid will not be punished at all. And, and it's been that way for years because I had a kid that I graduate with a who with a kid who will leave to do church functions all the time. So right. that's not even a new thing. That's, well, and they, I mean it, the ag community, like Senator Leising has always who yeah. represented this area for a long time. She would find ways to make sure that as the state fair and the school calendar wind up overlapping each other, that any student that was involved with state showing fair. livestock yeah. or had things at the state fair could get the excuse day down at the right. To go yeah, to the state that was always a thing well. when I was growing up. So I mean it it goes both ways. It's not I think it's great. I think that I think that having the less time, time off school, for the better instruction is concerned. I think that I think that if you are a parent who is who wants to have their kid to be involved in your church or any religious institution then then you should absolutely be allowed to do that and the government shouldn't get in the way of your you being able to do that. And so I, I do think it's good. I think even more days, fine, whatever, that's cool. Um, the way that they've structured school calendars in the past few years is so ridiculous. They get such sporadic, weird time off that it makes sense to me. You know, if a kid's got church camp and they're part of a like a large, like a Southern Baptist convention or something, and most kids don't go to school until after Labor Day, but then here they're in school a month before that. And guess what? Every other church in the region, they're doing church camp while you're in school. If if that if that was my kid, I would say, well, they're gonna just gonna be missing school that week. And this bill with the extended amount of time allows that. And I think that it's I think it's a good thing. And then um, you think they should just have vacation days? Look, I I need four or five vacation days available for my kid. Just some flex flex holidays. Honestly, yes. That way, they I'll, can just I'll be like, honest. Like we had 
a kid on the cross country team who came to us and said, Hey, I need a day off. I'm having this and this and this going off. I need a mental health day. And we're like, okay, does this day work? Cause it's like an off workout day or whatever. And they were like, yep. And that was fine. So yeah, kids today, especially are so stressed out and have so much going on that they, yeah, they should be allowed like to kind of tap out for a day. Yeah. I think it's fine. Just, just block it out. And say, dude, you're not doing it finals week. Okay. You need to take your game. Yeah. Tests. Yeah. Yeah. Acceptable but, times. But yeah, you should just have five, five gimmies. Uh, yeah. I'm not coming in today. I want, yeah. I, I just want maybe family needs to take a vacation. And we're going to do it at a cheaper time. Maybe you need a mental health day, whatever, and but just who the, the cares? who cares? Honestly, the way that I, are you going to put on your resume as a 40 year old man that you had perfect attendance when you were in ninth grade? I don't even admit that I was homeschooled. I'm not telling about ninth grade. <laughs> exactly. No one gives a damn. It doesn't even matter. I have two college degrees. This is, I had this conversation in the, in the family, you know, a couple weeks within the last couple of weeks at 40 years old, if you have a working life at all, nobody cares where you went to high school. Nobody cares that yeah. you graduated they'll, high school. They'll ask to see your transcript to prove that you did it. Maybe. And depending maybe, upon where yeah. you are. And depending upon what mo- you're doing. That's the most that they'll probably look at is just want to s- see the transcript as proof. Because I know some places I've back in the day would like, they want to seal transcripts. They want to make in, sure you're not making it up. On my but if resume. you have if you have twenty years of work experience, yeah. nobody's going back to see. Nah, well, I, I think some I think some places to, ask because that's their procedures to ask, and they're not going to not ask. I'm like, not going to on, on my. Is it going to matter? No, but they'll ask still. On my resume, it says um, under the education section, it says that I went to Ivy Tech from 2014 to 2016, pursuing a degree in electrical technology before leaving before. Entering the workforce. That's what it says. It doesn't say I left. It just says before I entered the workforce, I was pursuing a so, degree in electrical technology. And it doesn't say I don't have a degree. And it doesn't say I do have a degree. Well, if you didn't put it on there, we know I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> my, my resume is printed on a dot matrix printer. I haven't, I haven't applied for a job since 1999. So it's been a while. Um, so I'm not, I can't, I can't comment on that one per se. I bought one thing of, uh, resume paper my entire life. Sam so yeah, in the same boat. It's still upstairs. Like the heavy resume stock. paper. Yeah, they Sir, have resume you email paper. them now. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't then. Yep. I think uh, I I dusted my mine all the other day, and it's got some. <laughs> it's got hyperlinks in it now. Oh, mentally, you know, I think everybody quits about six times a week. I linked my Instagram page to it. You did not. <laughs> You did not. No, I didn't. That's a yeah, joke. Zach. Uh, Zach, you remember? You remember when? <laughs> I'm just going to make this easy for you. Went, you. you went through it when Dakota was doing his shirtless selfies on on Instagram for a couple of weeks. Yeah, there's so, one yes, on there. All right. Okay. All right. I'm not the shirtless selfie guy, but here it is. Uh, and just make sure you, a QR code on your. Uh, here's, yeah. what's, here's what's funny though is that Dakota said that as a joke. Somebody's done that. There's for sure someone. Somebody's done that. Done that. They like they got their follower count like up their borderline like local influencer oh, yeah. thing. Somebody's done that when it had no bearing on the job whatsoever. Yeah, they were applying for like McDonald's. Yep, yep. I could bring so much traffic into this Wendy's on South Madison Street in Muncie. 
Oh, are we, should we talk about that? Did you see that video? Yes. Yes, we can and should. Muncie at its finest. <laughs> like there are two women fighting oh, in the yeah, drive-thru at McDonald's on Madison. Yeah, there was please. a slap fest. <laughs> I, I had so many people send it to me and talk about it this week. It had a hundred thousand views in an hour. It was, um, I was afraid it was ours. McDonald's, McDonald's on the, in downtown Muncie, Indiana. Uh, I heard it was over the breakfast line, and I think allegedly so they ran out of an item, and the person in front was getting it, and the person behind wasn't going to get it. There were two very frequent shoppers, um, the people that look, a couple of ladies that looked like they've been through the line a time or two, uh, and they were having a full on slap fest around the front door, through though. the door, like the window like, was down like one and, time, kind of through the door, but still shockingly a number of times around the door, even yeah. though they couldn't really reach, like they weren't that tall. So like they were making it, it was like, if you've ever seen like cats get in a fight, but it's like weird. It was like, it was a very weird fight because yes, there was an open window big enough to hit the other person through, but they were still making about 30 to 50% of their hits around the door. Mm. Yeah. It's, it was funny. I was glad it wasn't Newcastle. I was, I, I, everybody's like, where's the beginning? I'm like, this wasn't staged. This is just some, some yeah. saint of a person in the drive through line that said, these women are fighting each other. I'm going to record yeah. it. So you everybody, see, yeah, it's authentic it. because you could, they're, yeah, they didn't get the whole thing, which means they had to get your phone out and get this video started. Yeah. You know, they had so to, you don't know exactly what happened, but the lady that won the fight, I say she won the fight because she didn't hit the ground like the other lady did. The lady that didn't hit the ground claimed that the lady hit the ground started it. Can't listen, say for sure because it's not on the tape. They were in a rush because there is not very many options for affordable childcare in the state of Indiana. Oh, really? Yeah. And that is one of, Governor Eric Holcomb's biggest legislative pushes for the year 2024 is addressing child care in the state of Indiana, especially for young children. And uh, I think that that's, that's been a big talking point ever since John Gregg ran for governor in 2016. He wanted the universal pre-K program. Remember um, I do. that in the debates? I do. I was, uh, I was, I was there. So yeah, that that's been a big push, and then finally this year it's become a really big talking point for Republicans as well. And part of that, this is odd to me. So the government does weird things to incentivize stuff, and uh, we we see it with tax abatements all the time and stuff like that in local government. But then the state house with uh, Senate Bill Number One Hundred and Forty Seven would give a property tax exemption, a partial property tax exemption to employers that offer on-site child care, which is weird. I don't know of any employers that offer on-site child care. They do. They're just larger places. State of Indiana does. The downtown office building. Just downtown, though, like my office doesn't. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's very common. I have a hunch a big part of it's liability. Yeah, that would be the insane. legal liability has to be insane. I think it would be great. My son begs to come to work with me every day, so they're not going to let him in the bucket truck. No, <laughs> like uh, my wife's gone through all the hoops to get her preschool program uh, licensed, and it's insane the amount of stuff that you go through licensing in terms of what can be stored with what, what separate areas for this, separate areas for that. So it's not. Like, oh, we're just gonna throw this together thing. So, so, so I, I can tell you right now that if, if there are, uh, county council people listening to this and even county commissioners, uh, they are 
ready to scream. Yeah, because yeah, that's one thing. Those the that's the state though taking away from local governments, right? Property get, taxes, yeah, are going to pay into your local your local government, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know what we're going to do for so you? There's going to be yeah, like like Dakota's office is just going to throw like a plastic slide and like a dog pen out the side and like here we go, free yeah. childcare. Last uh, last year. Uh, Boar's Head, one of their parcels paid $700,000 in, in property taxes. For one of their parcels. For one of their parcels. Yeah. Right. Um, if you give them, hey, you know they what? If you have three this, parcels, uh, correct? What, I don't know, whatever it is. If you give them, that's their, that's their main one. But if you give them, say you give them a third off of that, all of a sudden you're going to take $300,000 <laughs> out of the county budget. Um, gosh. Just saying. Like that, that is funny though, because it's the it's the state giving away something that's not theirs, right? To give away, like that's literally it's not their money. And I haven't read into this bill, but it also said that it makes for profit for profit child care services tax exempt. So I don't yeah, I know that too. That's that was a strange thing to me. I haven't. I didn't read it all the way. And this was one of the last ones that I put in because it just caught my eye. But um, this is being pushed big time in the state house. So it's not like medical. It's not like marijuana legislation. It's not like the first one that we read where it was a little bit too complicated to be ironed out this session. This is this is a big push. We know that with a supermajority, what we've seen the past ten years with a supermajority is. Nine times out of 10, what the governor wants, the governor gets. There are 64 on-site corporate-sponsored child care centers in the state of Indiana, including Eli Lilly in Indianapolis, Toyota in Princeton, Indiana. Um, it's, it's major corporations. Man, can you imagine the property taxes that Eli Lilly pay? Here, look at this. They, they, they claim in their article there are 20,000 active manufacturing openings in Indiana, but without better child care option, those positions are be, not being filled or difficult. So why does the state have to pay for it? Why does the state have to say, hey, you know what? We're going to take out of the county's pocket that can't fix your damn water lines and sewer lines and your city property tax revenue, right? That, that theoretically could go to that. We're going to take that money and we're going to give it, we're going to give that discount to Toyota or to Eli Lilly. And instead of them just sweetening the pot for their manufacturing process, we're going to give them a $300,000 tax credit uh, and the county is going to get shorted. I'm not sure if other states are like this, but this is the most Indiana thing ever. And then what the, because Indiana loves to take money away from local governments, give it away and do something else. And then sometimes if they're really generous, they'll come up with a way you can win it back <laughs> in a lottery. Like an okra, okra grant? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Um, already child care centers that are in schools, nonprofits, and churches are tax exempt. Uh, current Indiana law also allows for profit early childhood education providers to be exempt from property taxes, but only those that are servicing children between the ages of four and six. For profit providers additionally have to meet other requirements to qualify for any tax breaks. The provider must be the property owner. And the services offered must be primarily be educational. Certain state standards of quality need to be met and participation in the state's early education evaluation program is mandatory. Senate Bill number 147 would relax all of those requirements. So, Or they could just pay people enough to build a for child care. And it's saying that 
the bit one of the biggest reasons she said the author of this bill that they want to relax those requirements is because that language of it being ages four to six, a lot of them will just take kids ages four to six yeah, or they three don't want to, to take six. your two year old. They're not going to take yeah. your infant or your, which is when it's harder to act like, yeah, by the time that they're four or they even three, care of themselves. you can also get, yeah, you just leave them peanut butter, jelly sandwich and some goldfish crackers and a juice box and they're good to go. They're also, they're getting into preschool at that point. Right. So they, you can put them in a program that will get them out of the house for at least like half the day. And then by kindergarten now it's full day. So yeah. And that's what, that's what my son does. I mean, he started, he was three and a half. Yeah. They get the first couple of years are the rough ones. Finding childcare when you, with the newborn. I couldn't imagine. It would be rough. Yeah. I was fortunate. I had in-laws and people and my mom retired at the time, not too long after, but yeah, we had, we had people that could do that. I couldn't, yeah, there's there's so many people you know that the wife just stops working because it literally is a net. There, it's, it's less of a net negative for them to just send keep somebody home than it is I mean, to have both of them did. working. It's, yeah, it's a puzzle that every family has to solve. It, every single one of them has to figure it out. I mean, the thing is, is with the way that most jobs pay in the state of Indiana, which is poo poo, they if you are not higher up, if you don't, you're not a person of seniority or have a six figure job then you are going to be spending three quarters of a paycheck on childcare just so you can go to work. What is the point? If you are not the person who is providing the insurance for the family, then what is the point for a few hundred dollars a month? That's your avocado toast money. It's it's a joke. That's your that's your Stanley Tumblr money. Yeah. Yeah. Just I guess you can make an argument that you're putting, may, you might be putting some more, adding more to a retirement fund for you, yeah, you for, guys yeah, as a family. Yeah, earning credits for all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it, but I would tell the state then if you want to do it, then you guys do it. Don't take the money out of the poor local governments right. and make them deal with it because they have, they're not the ones doing any of this. So yeah, that is the problem. Um, and. I, I can I can tell you that if uh, City Councilman Mark Coger is listening to this, he has turned every shade of red. Every shade of red has gone through has gone yeah. through Mark's. Uh, he's he's got the hot blood from your your side of the family. Yeah, that's that's. I bet it's even hard to tell. I tried to look up what Draper's property taxes were, and I'm guessing that there's a bunch of abatements going on there because it goes up and down wildly. Like there's some years it goes it doubles, and then it goes right back down. I have a hunch that as they've done their expansions, they've gotten abatements, but yeah. But if, if for one of their years, it was like $350,000. A lot of them. TS Tech's like, about a quarter million. Yeah. And it was like mo- for most of the years, it was 150, but because it was like I said, it would drop down. So I'm assuming they've done some expansion. So those, that's a lot of money for local government. facilities are very, very, very important for your local communities. And that's why when you lose a Chrysler, when you lose a, uh, the uh, Allegheny uh, here in town, yeah, those things disappear, and it takes a very long time to bring that tax base back. Yes, your your thousand dollars a year you pay in your property taxes on your home are are important, but when all of those folks worked at a place that was dropping a million dollars a year into the county coffers, that's ten, that's ten complete and total one hundred percent benefits packages plus plus people doing county government work, very high end people. Yeah. So it's then, a it's a huge problem, and they don't have money to fix a water main break because of it. And it had nothing to do with anything that the city or county did. So, all right, Dakota, you got us a fun story. 
Yep, this is called, uh, <coughs> gosh, I've been coughing tonight. I don't know. You got the Rona. <laughs> keep breathing in and I get like a sharp tickle in my throat. But anyway, uh, the heading on this one is who's your happy hour because this bill, House Bill number 1086 would legalize happy hour in the state of Indiana. If those of you who are outside of the state, we have many listeners who are across the country may not know that let happy hour is illegal on, in the state of Indiana. Get on Dakota's knee and let him tell you a story about what happens when you go to Applebee's. Yep. This should, should be Bill 1786, half, as in we're 250 years behind on this kind of half stuff. Half price apps. Yeah, you get you have an uh, appetizer. You get food happy hour. You don't get an alcohol happy hour. By law, you cannot sell a product at a different price, an alcoholic product at a different price throughout the day in the state of Indiana. It has to be for an entire day. If you're going to do a drink special, you have to make it for your entire your, opening time. It's your for the Thursday day. special. It's not the Thursday from five to eight special. Right. Um, so House Bill 1086, which is co-authored by our brand new state representative, Mr. Corey Criswell. Hey, hey. So he's doing some, doing us a favor here, maybe. And, uh, they are, also trying to legalize carry out alcohol sales as well. So this uh, one, I, we did that during Rona. I, right. During, it was during, totally we, legal. We completely did carry out margaritas from some Mexican restaurants. But however, now, were those folks breaking some rules? Maybe, but it was spectacular. It was great. I've never had a nicer margarita than the one we car- did carry out and put in the salted rim glasses during the pandemic. It also, but it also gives the, um, the, alcohol and tobacco people in the state of Indiana, it gives them the authority to revoke that privilege at any time. If there's a problem, perhaps? If they have a problem, they can take that privilege away from them of being able to sell, carry out alcohol. And it also prohibits you, a retailer, if you are a bar, from allowing a game on the licensed premises that is determined by the quantity of alcohol beverages consumed by a patron and awards... Alcohol with beverage. a free car if you can drink this entire <laughs> five gallon bucket of Bush Light. Is, it, or, is that the beer pong rule? Right. Or awards an alcoholic beverage as a prize, or is selling or serving an unlimited or indefinite amount of alcoholic beverages for a fixed price. So no bottomless un- bucket. Yep. No bottomless beers or anything like that. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me, wait, I, I grew up, I went to Ball State. This outlaw penny pitcher night? I guess no, it's not an unlimited amount. It's not, un- but like places who do like the bottomless mimosas can't do Damn. that. That's illegal. Oh my gosh, this can go terrible. You have self lights. Uh, and it also specifies, oh, no, never mind. So I already covered that. The bill would allow retailers to reduce the drink prices for up to four hours per day. Mm-hmm. So say from three to seven, but less than 15 hours a week. So you can't do it every day. Happy hours wouldn't be allowed between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. So your happy hour has to end before 10 o'clock. So what's that give you? I guess you could do set two hours, do two hours day, every day, two hours, seven days a week. So from three to five, yep. the uh, the old working man special. Get your early dinner crowd. Punch out at uh, punch out at the factory, the asbestos plant. Come on down and get yourself a dollar fifty bush uh, Bud Light. Yep. That's popular, right? Working late tonight, honey. Drink away that tickle in your throat. <laughs> yeah. Ron knows what's up. The chug. The chug. I, I never yeah. actually went to the chug. I don't drink, but 
that new penny pitcher night was a big deal. It's a, yeah, I, I think it, who can, this is one of those things like, who's against this? I don't drink. Yeah, I'm not against crazy. this. It's, well, it's one of those things that's Satan's going to take over. Okay. We can't, you're just going to have everybody drunk. We're going to have all these people drinking and driving Zach, because it's cheaper. If the bill's cheaper, you know, they're going to get liquored up and be in trouble. They can do that right. now. I feel like the people like Applebeast aren't really paying attention to how much it's costing anyway. I yeah, because it's not costing much at Applebee's or the Elks. Elks, the Elks, you're killing at the Elks. The the thing is, is like they're they're giving so much more freedom with this bill for business owners, but then also <laughs> they're keeping it so restricted. It, that's what's hilarious about it. Like. Not more than fifteen hours, though. Just, yeah, just letting. The, oh, trust me, as a as an employee of said government, this sounds about right. So the uh, they they do note that they have to be careful. They're they're claiming that they have to be careful because they don't expressly prohibit taking your half drank drink and putting it in a to go cup. They don't necessarily want to allow it to go take out to go alcohol. So say you ordered that big thirty two ounce pitcher of margarita. They don't want you to be able to take that. Yeah, home. One, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with. Yeah, you, if you're going to take out alcohol, you need to. It's in a sealed grab, container. Grab it and take it with you to consume outside the restaurant. Not, oh, you drank some. Here's the rest. You got like a, a to go cup to go home with. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but do you want to force them? You know what? No, 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 no. We're gonna force hey, you to drink it here. You've got to drink that here. You've got to drink it here, and then get in that car and drive home. Do your responsible. You know don't what? you get caught driving home? You know with what? That. That's what that person's yeah. been doing already. I know people have done. I know you know people that do that. Like, oh, we gotta go, and they're like, they'll knock back half of a tall boy. Then it's a race. You're on the clock. You got ten minutes to get home before it's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't disagree with the ability to take away the privilege if there's a problem. Well, of all the ideas I've heard, the happy hour bill is the no brainer of what. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, a lot of the other ones shouldn't even be debatable. Have some real issues and some things to think about. Uh, but we also are surrounded by states that have legal cannabis. Uh, so they have legal cannabis, and we're like, can we get happy hour? That's yeah. that, that's yeah. that's Indiana. Can our bars show. give us ten percent off once yeah. a week? Remember, we are the state that mar- forced Marsh out of business when they tried to save themselves and say, hey, we're going to sell our pharmacy to CVS, and then they realized, oh shit, a week later, that means we have to close all of our liquor down completely. Yeah. And they had to get out of the liquor business, and then that bankrupted the company because they had all this inventory they couldn't sell, and they were dead. That was yeah. because of Indiana laws, because you can't sell alcohol if you don't have a pharmacist making it medicinal, medicinal and legal. That's why your grocery store can do it, because you got a pharmacist overseeing it. That whiskey's for the store. Even, though, even though at our local... But liquor stores don't have a pharmacist. And my, and they're different. Uh, yeah, they're different. And my, no, that's, at my yeah, local that's my point. Yeah. grocery store... The alcohol section and the pharmacy are on opposite, opposite corners, corners of the store. <laughs> they yeah. are as far apart as physically possible. Pharmacist, I, I know. You know that pharmacist know. comes by and just checks on those bottles to make sure they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? Right. Uh, Same thing at our Walmart. I mean, the that's Walmart, why, it's like a yeah, half mile is, walk. Yeah. I mean, it's not as far away. It's not as far yeah. away as Kroger, but Walmart it is, yes, they can't see it without a carrier pigeon and a drone or something. Yeah. And that's why Buffalo Trace was able to keep distilling during prohibition was medicinal whiskey. Off the uh off the notes just for a second. Uh 
this is this is not a sports story. I was if we had uh, co-host Mark Foltz, if he had come tonight, I was going to make sure this was in the notes, but it's not. But uh, did you catch any of the Taylor Swift uh, Buffalo Bills coverage over the weekend? Why would I pay any attention? Uh, I feel like it was like a black hole. You couldn't not. You hear? I saw the picture of the retired Kelsey guy looking like freshly retired. Yeah, I was going to say this is this is good for him. Jason Kelsey. I did not see one picture. I guess today I saw a picture of. Taylor Swift at the game, but behind her was shirtless Jason Kelsey. So it was a picture of Jason Kelsey that Taylor Swift had. He upstaged her in the most hilarious way. I think that was his point. Well, I think he was just, he's, he, and he just retired. He retired like at the end of the, this season. So he's and he's decked out in gear for his brother. Yeah, he's running around, jumps out of the sweet shirt. He wasn't decked out in gear. He was wearing sweatpants. And oh, no he shirt. had a well. He had a toboggan on. He, I think he had a, he had some other gear I on sent before you he the took link it off. To the audio, Zach, if you want to try to get it, you don't have to, but it's it's there if you want it. Because he and his brother did a podcast, and and he basically explained to his wife, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be shirtless tonight. Just just so you know, uh, it's it's gonna happen." Um. He went, so his brother's playing. His brother is Travis, who's dating Taylor Swift. He rolls into the game. He he played for the Eagles. He hasn't officially announced he's retiring, but apparently he told the rest of the team in the locker room after his final game uh, when they lost to the Buccaneers that he was going to retire. So he goes and rolls into Buffalo to support his brother as they're playing the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Kelseys have a suite for Taylor Swift, and he's he's going to be hanging out in there with them. He's wearing the uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs T-shirt. And uh, for the game, he did the uh, the legendary uh, Buffalo Bills Mafia. He hung out with them, so all of their yeah. fans. So he's just shotgunning beers in the parking lot before the game. Yeah. So he did have he was for a guy who was like three weeks ago an Eagle. Was he an Eagle? He's yeah. a Philadelphia Eagle. Philadelphia, yeah. Philadelphia Eagle. He was in Kansas City gear, like supporting his brother to a shocking degree. Considering yes, he was employed by another team. Just weeks ago. So yeah, I'm gonna let Zach join this in progress here and see how we do. This is the most difficult part of his job. (laughs) Travis Kelsey tells Jason, we've got to talk about his wild antics in Buffalo in teaser for new heights after Eagle Star stole the headlines from Taylor Swift with his shirtless celebrations. Jason stole the show on Sunday. Welcome, our new narrator. We've got him for the year. The Philadelphia Eagles Center, making the most of his offseason, was initially filmed downing drinks with Bills fans at the tailgate. Is the security guys are expected to retire? Was then pictured meeting to 27 to 24 win. That's it. Is this Chat GPT's voice? I think so. I'm trying to see. Oh, we're going to try again. I'm trying to see. We're going to try again here because there's none of it. It says that, yes, them talking about it. But it's the whole video is this AI guy talking. All right. I got it again here. It's uh, I have it from his podcast. The reason I didn't grab this one is because it was eight minutes long and I wasn't certain what we were going to get. So we'll try this one, Zach. And go. Okay. Give me a, it takes me a minute to get this to load up. He's got to. Uh, and if I take my shirt off, then I'm outside and I'm part of the Buffalo Bills pageantry. This is Jason. And, um, yes. It just. I don't, dude, it was something about the entire day. I got caught up in the magic of Bill's Mafia. It is, it is electric. Everybody's dude, was, the energy, uh, the shenanigans. He's just uh, gonna choose to play there next year. And I'm, I'm like, I gotta have my shirt off at some point. And I didn't get to do it beforehand. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess. And I can't just take my shirt off in the box. Like, who takes your shirt off in the box? It's heated. Like, you're not really doing it now. You, you're just having your shirt off at a yeah. yeah of course, yeah, yeah. Real cool. 
So I'm like, that's, you know what? So I'm gonna, I'm, you this is what I'm going to do. I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of this box. So then I'm out of the box and I have my shirt off. And then I can be like my Buffalo Bills Mafia, fit, like compadre. The best part is when he jumps out. No this this is how this my mind works. After he's chugging a beer. He jumps out. I, security <laughs> doesn't try to stop him. They just say, you can't take that beer out here. And they make it out of who knows what the fuck. There's like four security guys that are right there. Well, let's get to more of you during the game. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chugging a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. It's correct. This is all accurate. I watched this and it was pure pandemonium, just pandemonium, just confusion of who to cheer for. They, it was a Chiefs touchdown, but it looked well, like there's a lot of booze. There's a lot of booze. There's a lot of cheers, though, too. I think it, I don't know, man. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. I'm in. I'm fully <laughs> this in. Is all just, you know what? It looks like I a political too. campaign. You're just throwing them in. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. That's hilarious. Good for him. The, like I said, the most interesting thing about this is this is this guy who played for another team. He had, he's freshly retired and he is like all in on the, and, and he's all in on the culture of a team that his brother was playing against. But he's like, Oh, this is amazing. Like this is the most amazing thing ever. The best part is that he's, he's having this conversation with his wife ahead of time and he tells it later in the podcast. He's like, I'm dear Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Me. Uh, I'm going to do this. And she's like, please don't. And he's like, I'm going to uh, just be warned. And th- she's like, we're meeting Taylor this weekend. Like this is, we don't know her. We're meeting her. And he's like, uh, the weekend I met you, I was passed out drunk on the ground. It was fine. It was my charm. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I have a hunch that she doesn't care. So he's, well, yeah, you see in the pictures, she's in the background. She's just yeah. his yeah. wife. And she's like grinning ear to ear. Like, so she's yeah. totally cool. I have a hunch. Taylor doesn't care either. I bet Taylor thinks it's hilarious. So I, I'm seeing this shared on the over the weekend and uh cousin Donnie Morrill, who was uh from here, uh that's who Donnie is. His sister's like, Yep, these are my brothers. These are my brothers. This is exactly what it is. This is cousin, this is cousin Donnie. Uh and the best part is that he's going out in the crowd as the game's going, getting children who have Taylor Swift posters and carrying them up so that Taylor can see them and meet them. Yeah. Who yeah, she, he doesn't that. know her. That's like really it's cool. it, they've, yeah. they've known each other for two hours and she, he's just dragging ki- Buffalo kids up there. He should run for president. I'm in fully. Uh, you in. know what? I endorse this. I there'd probably be some kind of like foreign relations disaster or whatever. But man, I think our country would be a lot better off if just some normal dude was the president. He can he can grab Pete Buttigieg and put him in charge of foreign relations. Shirtless on the South Lawn, just having a chug good time. Beers. Yeah, just, I'm in. Yeah, beer like Memorial Day beer punk tournament. Well, it, it, this listen. is the State of the Union address brought to you by Miller Lite. I'll tell you what the most. It, one if the, we can get rid of the eighty-year-olds and go get a thirty-seven-year-old with the bad back, retired. I'm in. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. He just he like uh, Ron Milford. He looks like Burt Kreischer. Yes, he does. Kind of Burt Kreischer slash Yukon Cornelius because he's kind of got the beard going. And you think, oh, this is just some dude. And I, I didn't know for sure. Like I didn't recognize him the first time I saw the video. But then he jumps back in the suite, and you're like, oh yeah, oh, that yeah, dude's athlete. an athlete. He jumps in like yeah. with no problem whatsoever, completely and, effortless. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, but you get like to have that much fun. I hadn't seen a part about like going and getting posters. Like that's cool. Just yeah, he's just having a great time. And making sure everybody around him has a great time too. All right. Good people to have around. I think we're at the point in the show we need to do final thoughts. This has been fun. I Dakota, you did great. Gold star. You're welcome. Spectacular work. The uh the sugar high from the donuts is probably okay, just about rewarded to wear it off. by donuts. I'm gonna pick out what I want <laughs> and what Sarah Moore will get to see. And for what breakfast. you're gonna allow her to have. Uh Zach, you got any final thoughts for me? No, I just want to see the sun again. 
And other than that, I can't think if there's much coming up. I should know better if there's anything coming up. You got the Rolex? Yeah, gonna, yeah. Are you gonna Rolex. stay up all night? Watch the race? Um, I probably won't stay up all night, but I do have peak. I, I'll tell you what. Um, the person I was mooching Peacock off of let their subscription go, so I couldn't watch stuff on Peacock. So I bought my own subscription because my new thing now is because I've run out of Star Wars stuff to watch. Is um, in the last week, I'm down to the last movie of Harry Potter. I've watched all the Harry Potter movies in the How last have this much time seven days. How do you have he just every, with everything with everything you do? How do you have I, enough time I, to you watch Because that was like seven. First of all, I just don't watch anything else, and then so I just like I try to get all my chores done or whatever, and sit down by like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and just knock one out at night. I haven't gotten as much sleep this week as I should have. But how are you watching a full movie at eight p.m.? <laughs> stay up till ten thirty. I stay up till eleven one night. That was a mistake. But, but are you are you watching them like on the couch or are you watching them in bed? Sitting in a recliner. Okay. I the, see the thing about me with the TV at nighttime is as soon as it's on, I'm immediately falling asleep. See, I was th- this popped up in one. There's for people to know, libertarians love chats, and so there's a million chats that you're in when you get into the circle. And that was that came up today that some people are like go to sleep immediately. People, my brain turns on at night. I'll be like, I'll feel tired, and I don't have any trouble. I'm like paying attention to them, so I don't have any trouble with them. That's I've never seen them. I've never seen them before, so and she's constantly going, "Are you asleep?" And I'm constantly going, <laughs> "Oh, yeah." My my wife falls no. asleep. My wife falls asleep in like seconds, and my go to sleep time from like head to pillow to asleep is probably thirty to sixty minutes. It's insane. I'm so, like five. Rolex 24, Ron Milford is in the chat asking if there's anybody famous. Well, there are some Boss Hog alums associated with, with the race. Our buddy Kyle Robbins is going to be uh, crewing. He's a mechanic on the 25 car, uh, which has, uh, is it Nick Tandy? Is that what we t- talked about, Zach? The, uh, the BMW? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Chris Wheeler, who was with us just a month ago, is uh, one of the strategists on the, I think it's the 01 Cadillac. He's going to be like the uh, the graveyard shift strategist when the when the top guy goes away or takes his uh, takes his nap. Chris is running the car. He's sitting on the pit stand and making all the strategy calls, uh, which is going to be great. So it's going to be a fun time. I was trying to look and see. It's something like more than half of the. There's like 20. Yeah, there's Indy car paddock. I think it's 17 in it. Indy car drivers are are actively going to be in this race. Yeah, they, they put it online. Some, somebody posted it online. I can't recall. But yeah, Dixon's in there. Grosjean. Got, I have the full list if you want it. You got. Yeah, I got it all right here. Hang on. There's I mean, if you like a form of racing, except for is there some NASCAR guys in there? That might be the only one. There are. Bubba Wallace is going to be in it. Yeah, there's. Somebody from the series you like, except for Top Fuel GTP, the very top end, top end yeah. uh, deal. Scott Dixon, Alex Pillow, Joseph Newgarden, Marcus Erickson, Tom Blomquist, and Colton Herta are all in cars in the uh, LMP2 category, which is like the number two sports car. Uh, still very quick. Last year they thought it might have actually won the race. Pato Award, Scott McLaughlin, Christian Rasmussen, Felix Rosenquist, Nolan Siegel, and Kiffin Simpson. Uh, and then the uh, sports car, the uh, the cars that look like the car you might drive, Dakota, the McLarens, the Corvettes, the uh, the Porsches, uh, Alexander Rossi, Kyle Kirk Kirkwood, and uh, Romain Grosjean will be in those. And James Hinchcliffe, who should count. and uh, yeah, James Hinchcliffe, who's not there, but he is he's also running that same uh, McLaren car with uh, Alexander Rossi. Yeah, fast racing. It's gonna be fun. 
going to be a very exciting. The best part about it is you can go take a break, come back, take a break, come back, and it's always there. It's like it's like a warm hug for the weekend. Twenty four hours of racing nonstop, Dakota. That is worth Peacock right there. It's crazy. Also, they have uh, we. This is our our wintertime binge now. Uh, Sarah's been watching the Desperate Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or whatever the hell it is on Peacock. Oh, that that has to be the most interesting one. Are they all Mormons? Uh, no. Well, yes, but they're bad Mormons. Oh, bad. They're bad Mormons. Mormons behaving badly. Uh, and then there's uh, people have gone to prison over the course of the four years. They're, they're, some of them behave very badly. Uh, and that, but we've been watching the extended cuts of The Office where they they take all the extra stuff and they throw it in. So an episode that may have been thirty minutes, all the all the extra shit they throw it in. That's forty five, fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is on there too. And Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. if you've never yeah, watched it, that's a good one. that get, is that is worth the I'll time. I'll get to some other stuff, but yeah, I just signed up just because I was like, I wanted to knock out the Harry Potter movies, and it says they're leaving soon. So I'm like, oh man, I better get these done. If yeah. you ever, did, did, yeah, if I have, uh, I have a, a a way to access those on Voodoo. Yeah, really did, well, Dakota, talk about like how you found this time during the summer. I was camping almost every weekend and coaching cross country, which involved heavy Saturdays of like I was be gone from like seven a.m. to two p.m. So now I, it was too cold over the weekend to do anything. Like I wasn't going outside. I was worn out Friday because I, I ran, donated blood, and ran a concession stand. So, like, I at this point in the year, I've decided it's okay for me during the winter time to sit on my butt and do nothing for chunks of the weekend. And you that's have, what I do. You have our approval. All right, Dakota, final thoughts. <coughs> um, I just want to say that we are aware that the website isn't currently not working. Um, kind of works. Chris Spangle is if you just ignore the error message, there's no one trying to attack you from the website. <laughs> it does. It gives you... Uh, Dakota denied me. I said, uh, the website's goofed up, man. It was fine. No, it's not. It's fine. If not, if you go in, Google it, and then go down on the Google search and scroll down till you get to the uh, Newcastle Chamber of Commerce page and then go in that way, and it works that way. It worked for me that way, but yeah, if you just put in bossartillery.com, it tells you this is not a secure site and they're trying to steal your information. And if we want to do that, we'd, we'll have you give it to Patreon. Chris, to Chris Spangle is on the case. It's still not fixed. I don't know what he's got to do about it. But Speaking of Spangle, uh, in a roundabout way, Christy Avery, good for her today. She got to go watch Bob and Tom in live today. They had a, uh, oh, they had one of their days where Tom does Tom things. So they had the uh, Duke Tomato and the Power Trio, which is actually like eight people, and the Steven Singer Singers. And Christy Avery made the social medias because she was there watching that in person. She was a VIP. Yeah. Jealous. You should have gone. I was working. You should have self-invited yourself, Zach. Uh, My final thoughts, the semi-serious ones. You mentioned donating blood. And this time of the year, it's really, really important because people don't do it or can't get out and things happen. Um, I shared on Facebook today. We got a family that uh, basically the father of uh, of one of my cousin's spouses has uh, got a long-term disease where he needs platelets. He needs whole blood and he gets hospitalizations. And there's such a shortage that he has to get very, very debilitated before he can actually go back in and get a transfusion. Uh, and she shared a plea uh, basically saying, hey, if you are at all able to donate blood, uh, you can help solve this problem. So they literally have people that are sitting there waiting and they can't you know, folks are waiting on a lung, folks are waiting on a heart, folks are waiting on a kidney, and that's you can't do anything about that. Um, but a blood shortage where somebody has to have it to live and to go on, 
we could do something about that. So uh, with, based on that story, I registered again today. Blood centers, they send a bus to Newcastle all the time. Yep, they were at the hospital last week. Um, I donate uh, when I can, as much as I can. I think I'm at donation 46 through the blood center and a few more through uh, Versity is what it's called now. It used to be the Indian Blood Center. And I think I did two or three with, uh, with the Red Cross as well. Um, but there's one that has late night hours. So I wanted to give a shout out to that one. The Henry County Health Department's putting it on. It's March 27th. It's a ways out. Uh, but they go till seven o'clock at night. So they bring the bus right here to downtown, uh, jump on the website, go on Versity or Donor Point, Versity, whatever it is. You can Google search it. Their Google works. Ours, ours not so much, but theirs works. Uh, and go make an appointment and you will, yeah. you can literally save a life. They, and they both have pretty handy apps. And yeah, if once you get it down, like the process is pretty, you know, if you're, it takes like, I've done all my lunch break and had to take like an extra 15 minutes it, uh, on a 30 minute lunch. I can be there. Drive there, get it done, get back in like forty five minutes flat. As many fruit snacks as you want. Oh man, all the fruit, fruit snacks, snacks. They give they all give those away. oatmeal cookies. Yeah, the little the peel top juices, Dakota, like the grape juice. I am a sucker for that peel top grape juice. Yeah, and the, I'm a sucker for oatmeal cookies. And this time they were giving away like uh, toboggans, and they'll give away like bottles and just random stuff. But yeah, it's quick. It's it's. I hate needles, and they tell you, hey, we're about to do this. You want to turn away? Turn away. Hurts for a second. Goes real quick. Done out. And on with your day. So it's a, it, I, I think I've been doing it about 15 years or so. And I did platelets for a long time. And, and I, now I give whole blood when I can. Um, it's, there's no substitute for it. So if there's a charity that I'm involved with at this point, it's, it's doing that. And, you know, we have a little bit of advocacy on the show. Uh, folks that are in your lives are struggling and need it. So if you're able to, or if you've never done it and you want to try, make an appointment, go down there. If you can't do it, it doesn't work out, then, you know, it is what it is. Um, but uh, you can give it the old college try. But right now is the time people need it. So uh, winter time especially. So with that, we say thank you so very much. And uh, we will be back next Thursday night.